Game Boys. Hello there, Internet. Welcome to another episode of the Game Boys podcast. My name is Lux with me as always, your co-host, the man who decided his New Year's resolutions to change nothing about himself. It's Griffin Davis. Yeah, what's up? Man, every time you do that, I'm like, the guest is going to walk out and leave right now. This intro. And yet somehow they never do. Lux, another day is dawn. Uh, we've talked a lot about 2018, but this is our first official foray into 2019. Yeah, we've officially yeah. crossed the Rubicon into yes. the new year. And how's the new year treating you so far, Lux? Oh, same. Just a lot of headaches and I'm tired all the time. Okay. Um, been playing uh, video games, lots of them. Tight. Yep, that's it. Same. Truly, nothing has changed. Twenty nineteen, <laughs> still miserable. Everything's still awful. <laughs> um, you know, similar for me. I've been in a very sick state. Been recovering from a long sickness carried over from twenty eighteen. So uh, I feel like a new day is dawning. Like right now, this morning on this podcast. Well, that's cool. That's good for you, man. I. <laughs> Uh, went on my vacation, which didn't include not working, and I still did the podcast and continued doing my job, came back, <laughs> continued to have to do my job and another podcast. So I'm glad you feel like a new day is dawning. I feel like I'm trapped in an eternal torture. Um, <laughs> but speaking of eternal torture, it's always embarrassing uh, to book guests on your podcast. We were talking about this before we recorded, especially when you're calling someone to come in the morning. This morning it was raining. Uh, this guest is a very cool person, and I it would, it was. I regret I regret forcing them to do this podcast because it was raining. <laughs> I don't know. It just sometimes this podcast seems like a big ask, um, but we got a really great guest, so I want to oh, just yeah, introduce yeah. her and bring her on right. Right now, Lux, that's all right. Man, how do you think our other guests feel that you spent a minute apologizing for having her on? And you're always just like, you idiots, just sit down yeah. and shut up. Every that, time a Hunter Edwards come on, I'm like, just sit down. I got called cool, which is the most baffling part of it. <laughs> um, well, well uh, she is uh, a contributor to places like Reductress and The Hard Times. Uh, she's on infamous sketch team at the Pack Theater Haymaker. Uh, Courtney Page Barnett, Yay, welcome to the hi. podcast. Hello. Hi, gang. You've yeah. already attached uh, yourself to the porg here on the table. Um, some I, people ignore it, but you went right for no, it. No, I went right for it, because it's like a, I mean, it is like a, a little animal that I can turn on and off. I haven't turned him on. Oh, no, yeah, please, yeah. I'm and trying the, to be nice. Very few people have turned him on, but this is, you know, this is an audio podcast. I think you have to, like, press its belly. Here. You can't, yeah. you can't see yeah, it, it but Courtney's face <laughs> is a combination of shock and joy unlike any I've ever seen. Oh, I'm such a sucker for cute. Yeah, no, I see that. <laughs> I've only I've gotten the most cat stuff since my cat died. Now, are you familiar? Are you familiar? Oh my god! Wait, 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 wait! wait. Uh, just on. that sort of like emotional displacement onto a cat-shaped pillow. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I do talk a lot about my dead cat. Okay, so your cat died, and people have sent you cat gifts. No, I've just I've never had more cat imagery in my life since <laughs> okay. I have no longer had a real life cat. Sure, is that is that filling the void pretty a little bit yeah. i mean they are cute <laughs> <laughs> was that your main Some thing figures. with the cat it was just like increasing a sort of universal cute factor to a certain point yeah oh you mean like that's why i had one yeah i was like i have to have my like somehow sailor moon like i just need, a, my, I just need, to, yeah, I need a certain amount of, of sailor moon energy in my life so i have this yeah, cat i need i need this like some kind of kawaii like <laughs> I felt that way with uh, Nintendogs. Oh. <laughs> oh. I was playing that uh, when I was uh, away from home and yeah. did not have an animal. I never Did you really play Nintendogs? 
Over. Yeah, I mean, I did coincidentally. Yeah. Whoa, how weird. <laughs> I had I too had a lot of pet centric game things, okay. and mostly because my cat as a kid was such an asshole that <laughs> he didn't fill the cute factor. Oh, that you longed for a better cat. That I <laughs> I would imagine other cats. You'd sit in your room and dream of a because, world where you had a good cat. Yeah, but to be fair, like I I I would buy like doll-sized hats um to put on him. Okay, so it's your fault. To have photo shoots. Whoa, extremely so. kawaii. <laughs> That's so, incredible. so kawaii. So he like, <laughs> yeah, I was like ten. Uh, so he had he had all the reason to hate me, but he lived to be sixteen. So like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Probably he because, of, probably because of the hats, right? Yeah, probably. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they protect your head from rain and cold and coconuts <laughs> falling off of uh, palm trees and giving you amnesia. Yep. Yeah. All those things. That cat knew who he was till he died. Yeah, and you know, how many of us can say that really? He never got to drive a little kitty car, though. Um, but uh, Courtney, uh, you spoke yeah. of uh, you spoke of you know when you, when you were young and taking pictures of of cats. Uh, where are you from originally? I'm originally from Dallas, Dallas, Texas, Texas. Mm-hmm. Okay, very yeah. nice. One of these boys is streaming in from Austin. I yeah. do have well, lived there. Yeah, it's uh, the Game Boy Studio split. Over a computer screen between Austin and Los Angeles. Now, you did say you lived in mm-hmm. Austin, too. And I find that yeah. the typical thing is a lot of people moved to Austin from other towns in Texas. Was, yeah. that, was that true of your experience? That is. Ex- well, I am from Dallas. So, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it, it was. It was like it was like our New York City. Yeah, do you yeah, yeah exactly. The one you could watch. To. <laughs> do you? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to go to a place more exciting? But that's still you're still safely surrounded by people that get your Texas ideals right. <laughs> which is to always talk about how great texas is yeah because go yeah because austin. there is this all this thing with texans where it's like they go to austin because like they, i mean they still love the shit out of texas despite mm-hmm. the things they don't like about the places but they live in texas in a liberal area yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no it's a great town that's where i started doing stand-up Okay. Um, now, what, what rooms were you doing in Austin? Velveeta Room was the very first place yes. I ever went up. That uh, one's great. Hell yeah. That's, like, that's like just skinny. That yeah. Little skinny room. I know, right? And when I went back last um so yeah i moved out of austin in 2010 and then when but when i was in austin just this past august for a comedy festival same door guy still working outside velveta room that's either inspiring or depressing or a little bit in of time. oh he's a doll though he's just kind of like a no, staple he's just a ceramic man at this point it's totally fine it haven't changed it haven't moved <laughs> yeah. at all yeah, I mean, they should update the little sign on him, but yeah, it's ID, please. It's like uh, that I'm, movie, The Boy. Yeah. I mean it in the Southern way that he's boy. a sweet no. man. Have you seen The Boy, that movie? No. Oh, it's a horror movie about a girl who gets like hired to babysit for this family, but the baby is just a doll. Yeah. I've, I've seen the trailer and it was enough to that be like, good. nope. No, it's, I get it's it. pretty creepy. And then, ooh, the, the twist. Very totally normal. There's a twist, buddy, Um, and it's dumb. Does she still? Does she walk in on the boy doll masturbating? No, see, that would be a good twist. (laughs) (laughs) That would be really funny. I feel like that's boy doll, but still does like annoying adolescent boy. Midpoint to a doll movie. (laughs) Yeah, that's the midpoint. Her midpoint choice is whether or not to confront the doll about. (laughs) Yeah, cranking it. The doll won't stop playing video games. I think think that's like yeah, that's the false victory moment of the movie. (laughs) All right. Well, so we talked about uh, dolls a lot, which is strange, um, and Texas. But so this is a video game podcast uh, today, yeah. 
And so how, how long have you been playing games? Like, how were they a big part of your life early on? Or is it something you got into later in life? Or what's your game relationship situation? Or not, or not at all. You know, okay. we have people that, you know, have just touched a few right. games. I know. Mine is very delicate. Mine's <laughs> gamer light. I was heavy. Okay. So <laughs> um, I came from like a large family that uh, we, I was also raised Mormon. This all makes sense. So you're by, raised by giant Mormons. By that, I mean, there are a lot of kids. Was it the show Big Love? Giant Mormons. No, it was not polygamous. But I haven't seen Big Love. So much of my, (laughs) so many of my things were hand me downs. Was the the point of that when there's when it was kind of like a Brady Bunch house. Mm -hmm. So I had my old Nintendo. How big of the family are we talking about here? Well, like. When my dad married my stepmom, then I got like two. I, I have two brothers and then I gained two stepbrothers and then they had my half sister. So mm. that is what yeah. uh, six of us. Six. Total. That's a full Brady bunch. Yeah, that's a bunch. Yeah, that's yeah. a Brady bunch. Yeah, that's a categorical bunch. We ran the full gamut, too, of like. Just, I think, like, children's stare. Like, I had the goth stepbrother. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Everyone found their role. There wasn't, yeah, like, right. two people that were, were both into being outside. Yeah. Oh, so you guys were able to in a full breakfast club. Yeah, bas- yeah no, yeah. basically. My two stepbrothers were, like, goth. They were all related in breakfast club. Yeah. 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 They were goth and jock. <laughs> Total goth and jock. Like, they didn't really get along. And then my brothers were the nerds. And then I was the awkward bookish one. And my little sister was, like, always super girly. So then... Uh, you were saying before I cut you off, where did the console play into? So, uh, oh no, just, I, I got a Nintendo, like mine was just, I had like the old eighties one just cause it was uh-huh. what my brothers had. Yeah. I was never given, I was hardly given new things. So I was still right. playing like Paperboy and, um, yeah, like basically old school Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt and getting nice. and cheating at Duck Hunt all the time and just having it right up at the screen. So while my friends had like Sega and all like the newer ones that were coming out, I was like, I'm fine with just Super Mario or like <laughs> Treasure Island, I think was the name of this one that, that sounds familiar. familiar with that one. Yeah. And, you know, when they would get dusty and blow in the blow in the cartridge. Oh, man, I, I don't know. It's, is that weird that I liked doing that? No, yeah. I, it's awesome. That it was like, I don't know, having like a physical relationship. I looked forward to it because I was like, I know how to fix my game. Like, I'm a, yeah, it's like I'm a mechanic. Like yeah. I'm, a, I'm a child mechanic. I'm in fact so habituated you do, to yeah, that. I know how to fix my stuff. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Done. I'm a computer man. <laughs> I'm like so yeah. habituated to that process that I still do that with things that I know it's not going to do anything with. Like sometimes I have like a wonky charger for my phone and I like blow in my phone and blow in the charger and plug it in. No, oh, it's not going to do anything. I'm just like, it's worked so many times for like every. I think it still kind of does. It gets like some dust out of there. Well, you tell that to my not working charger that it's supposed to work because <laughs> this is not improved. I, I mean, you're, t- you're, you're, you're telling me, Lux. I used to, I used to, as I said on spots before, I used to bake my Xbox. I used to wrap it in towels and put it in the oven. Why? To, to fix to, it. To, oh, I was like, to see if it would turn to an Xbox-shaped cake? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I was really hungry and I just, stoned. I want cake. <laughs> I want it to look like Xbox. Did you ever Did you ever do the Urban Legend one of, uh, if you had a scratched-up CD, you put toothpaste on it? I also did that one, and that one mm-hmm. like did not work Yeah, for no, me. I tried that too. It's not effective. Just <laughs> that like, didn't work at all. Just no, the Anvil like of Dawn one. smell minty fresh. And I think yeah. that wasn't just for gamers. That was for just anyone who owned a DVD. Like, right. Right. 
that was that that kind of wasn't just for gamers. I was like everybody was toothpasting their their discs. Well, I learned about it their discs. <laughs> yeah. And, Yo, did you paste your disc today? Yeah, and, the, and then the incredible hit song, paste the disc. Yeah, uh, a song um, we all remember. <laughs> we'll sing almost every day. Oh, write that song. Um, paste the disc. That uh, was one of those things that was just to make people do something stupid. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the best kind of urban legend, honestly. Good, good thing there's nothing like that today. We're smarter than that. Yeah. Tide Pods. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm, but uh, you brought on a game today, but before we talk oh, about yeah. the game, it has a lot to do with roller coasters. Now, uh-huh. where do roller coasters fall in, in your life? It's like, like emotional like, are, are you, ones? Uh, like, like, no, no, I mean, yeah, well, life is a roller coaster, obviously. Ain't it, though? But I'm talking about Maybe. theme parks. <sighs> Oh, are we talking about my favorite computer game of all time, those Roller Coaster Tycoon? We are, but I wanted to talk before about the game. Like, did oh. you love going to theme parks as a kid? Oh, like, no, I was actually terrified really? of roller coasters. Okay. My younger sister would go on the crazier roller coasters sure. before I would. There was like one at Six Flags Over Texas in Arlington. Arlington, yeah. yes. That um, has two full loops. And it's not even the biggest coaster. Mm-hmm. It's one of the more tame ones it just has these two small loops i refuse to do it and i watch my little sister three years younger than me be like i'm fine (laughs) so i hate doing roller coasters i'm making myself sound very interesting aren't i (laughs) i prefer honestly i I don't know like i feel like liking roller coasters is also a popular opinion so yeah yeah. i was always a very stressed child (laughs) i like roller coasters my anxiety from childhood is the same as it is today (laughs) it's funny because i i loved i was fearless as a kid doing all these rides and then recently I've been to a few theme parks like in my like mid 20s and I'm like anxious about it and just mm-hmm. I think I'm just more aware of the reality of what's occurring right. which is like a lot of speeding metal run by like teenagers right like the people operating the booths are just like people that look like they're like half asleep and just like these rides are just big and metal and fast and I don't know I like I have this new anxiety now about them they're well, way you, more intense you also now. have I the internet you have the internet to where you can know what accidents have happened on roller coasters. Yeah, and too. like how good like Disneyland is at covering shit up. Like how many people oh. have actually died at Disneyland? Like that you'll who never know knows? about. Yeah, because they're so Disneyland is like the Illuminati. Hopefully I'll, be, Hopefully, Hopefully I'll be one of them one day. Um, space, on Space Mountain. Yeah, that, is that, that was your New Year's resolution. My, my New Year's resolution is to die on a roller coaster in 2019. <laughs> no, no, okay. at Disneyland. Oh, yeah, at God. Disneyland. Specifically, I'd love to hit Space mountain i'd really love to die on splash mountain because my favorite uh theme park ride of all time mm-hmm. how, how shitty would it be to have to die at california adventure and haunt that place well at first? least you could be drunk yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true <laughs> to die on california adventure and just haunt soaring over california yeah yeah on the cars all the ride ties you want um what if there was like yeah there's like a crash on the cars ride which is uh low-key i've heard it's great it's so fun it's the lux it's the best ride i've ever been on it's, it's incredible it has adorable. everything next time i come out to california we should just go to disneyland one day and, I, and i'll say this too i hate the cars franchise i mm. do not like the movies i think they're like some of the worst pixar movies and they exist just solely for like the merch of selling yeah. these like car toys but um that ride the is ride really, is a blockbuster like masterwork fun. of art because it has a little bit of everything like they built cars that look real they look yeah. like real creatures. the landscape <laughs> looks real but, 
Yeah. And then like the, it ends with a race where you race like another car of people like on this like track. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's incredible. It was a thrill ride. Do they have any of those? Um, do they include any of Cars as notorious stoner jokes? Because there's always a couple of stoner jokes in every Cars movie where like yeah. a bunch of smoke comes out of a tailpipe and then like. A car with like slightly off colored headlights is like, oh, what what happened? Do you get any of that? Do you get any of that at Disneyland? Wait, yeah, there's there's a dreadlocked uh, dispensary car. I know that we're supposed to get into the game right now, but have we talked Delivery. about the time I was almost arrested at Disneyland on the podcast? Absolutely, and uh, not. We have not, okay. but, Let's and we do should it. right now. So, so when I was a teen, I went to Disneyland and uh, I snuck in some uh, weed joints. Oh, and so before it was legal here, which is at Disneyland in like the nineties, like a terrorist. Yeah, it was Disney early early two thousands, but yeah, still similar. (laughs) Um, And I smoked one near um, the Loopy Loopy Disney uh, Mickey Ride, whatever it's called. And not, in, not, in, not in like one of the smoking areas. So like, no, off the side, I was being a sneaky boy. Yeah, and then a security guard saw me, but saw me like walking away after I flicked it off. But he didn't like see me do it. But he was like. I saw him take up his walking and go, uh, we got strangers in paradise on the pier. And oh then, strangers God. in paradise. Yeah. What and a great code word. Followed me around. I realized he was following Straight. Yeah, totally. And I realized he was following me. So I started to just like run from event to event. And like I like hid in the bathroom for a while and he like stayed outside the bathroom and I left and he was just tracking me for a while. Oh shit. And then I lost him in the line for like some ride and dipped away. But I'll never forget him just being like, we got strangers in paradise on the pier. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I got in kind of, well, no, I just got like a, a finger shaking because this was in Texas, but I smoked a <laughs> They cig- grabbed your finger and they yeah. just shook <laughs> it. That's what if, you're, if you're not from Texas, that's like the first punishment you get here most of the time. It's just, just like, grab your hey. finger and- just not here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I smoked a cigarette at SeaWorld San, San Antonio. Which is a political act. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that cigarette was for the that cigarette was for the orcas. This was before Blackfish though. Oh, okay. So but I you, didn't but, know. But you kind of felt Oh, I was still like, this is weird. I was there for my sister. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like she wanted to go. I'm like, I like whales, but too I like whales too much to be okay with this. I'm gonna have a cigarette by the gift shop. Right. And then someone was like, Hey, don't don't smoke there. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd never really thought about the whales, but I do remember the the two finger touch tanks at like aquariums mm-hmm. and like other yeah. places. That stuff seemed like uh, a little too much, even as a kid for me. I was like, well, this is. I guess too much touching. Yeah, it would just seem like like those animals had it the shittiest. Right. Uh, I worked at an aquarium. And we did, I mean, that is a thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't, uh, one time I did get a sea star stuck on my thumb, though, like pretty heavy. That sucked because you can't get them off really without ripping their little suction. Oh, dang. I mean, they regenerate, but you don't want to do it. Right. <laughs> I don't know. We fed them a lot of seaweed. <laughs> I don't know why they would fucking Maybe complain. Maybe they had it good. We yeah. would bring it in straight from the beach. Those fucking crabs <laughs> were served as much seaweed as they want a day. Sorry, I know we're not talking about the game. No, look, we can, no, this Usually when we get derailed, it's because Griffin and I are being stupid. Yeah. So it's nice to, to our guests are just like, being interesting instead of us being dumb. <laughs> those those aquatic creatures were they loved being touched is what I'm saying. Okay, they, they <laughs> wanted it. You got to love the touch and tank. They wanted it was it only two fingers. Yeah, one you went and no one when no one was looking, you'd slip a third. Three, you give him the shocker. No. <laughs> you shock that sea hair. No, I'm just imagining a little crab with his eyes half closed in the stocks, and you like, add the third <laughs> finger. <laughs> yeah. Three fingers. His eyes just shoot open. <laughs> the stalks go straight up. That's too many for little old crab. <laughs> 
did he do? He just side sideways walks away. <laughs> yeah. I he, mean, he, I, I swear to God, he was walking like that before I touched him. <laughs> That's the thing. If, if if they had too much, they had their self defense mechanisms to do it. The crab could just pinch you, and the sea the sea hare could just eject its ink and be like, "Enough." <laughs> Get me yeah. yeah so for all you here. Peta, all, all you PETA listeners out there, relax. Okay, <gasps> chill out. Yeah. Put our, down your pitchforks. Our thriving audience of PETA members. Um, um, but speaking to, to of let's, our audience, let's, take this let's get to the thing that they like to hear about. <laughs> yeah, we should get into this game because I've told, Sorry, people, take told people we were doing this game and a lot of people were upset yeah. that you got it before they did. But I think before we talk about it, we should hear a little bit of history about this game. <gasps> Chris Sawyer was a Scottish video game designer working freelance on computer games in the 90s. His first management simulation game, Transport Tycoon, was released in 1994 and became an instant classic. Hot off the success, Sawyer intended on making a sequel, but during production, he found himself falling in love with a different type of transport that of the roller coaster. A late in life convert to amusement park, Sawyer became obsessed with riding roller coasters and decided to instead create a game that would simulate the experience of running your own theme park. He spent the next two years holed away in a remote village in Scotland, coding and developing the game by himself <laughs> until finally releasing in March 1999 for Microsoft Windows. Another instant success, Sawyer himself made $30 million from the sales, and the tycoon genre of gaming had proved it was here to stay, with multiple sequels and spin-offs for decades to come. This week, the boys embark on the ultimate 90s thrill ride with Roller Coaster Tycoon. Ultimate night. And, and he's right there. I know, I know you can't see the painting above Griffin's mantle. Oh my god, that is the tycoon. But there's a little man on a stool with a with a top hat and oh, a, yeah, and a cane. That. And I am, I imagine that's Mr. Chris Sawyer. Wow, <laughs> uh, we're going to have to take a picture and post on the Game Boys pod just to let people know what we're seeing here. But I, this was, yeah, it's always just been art to me, this mm-hmm. character, which it's is a, a tycoon. But he's clearly a roller coaster tycoon. Yeah, clearly, at least some kind of tycoon. Probably roller coaster, the most popular kind. I mean, Lux, yeah. you're aware of this guy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah. It's a good guy. Okay, we'll buzz in the pot. I, but, I, uh, I've, wow. fallen, I've fallen asleep see, being able to see that guy before. And boy, <laughs> was I'm it sorry. Uh, distressing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is a great game. And yeah, I do feel like when I play this game, I do feel like kind of like a <laughs> tycoon with a monocle. I, a think, I think I was like... I, I don't know. As a kid, I, I wasn't enough to get into classic video game culture, but I liked those desktop computer games where I could feel like I was, yeah, either a business owner or just managerial. Yeah. You're not like doing yeah. challenges, but you're like when you're an indoor kid, like, I feel like it gave me a sense of control that maybe when, uh, yeah, I don't know. When totally. You're in a big blended house, like, this is mine. I built my, <laughs> I built my own land <laughs> um and i liked killing my uh park patrons which is always i think yeah mm-hmm. the the dark side that everyone goes to for a little bit with these tycoon games oh yeah because you can you can have you can open a roller coaster without it being finished <laughs> right and people will fly <laughs> off of it and i would always make sure that it was near um a river or like the lakes that they would have in there yeah. or you could just delete a footpath and watch hundreds of your patrons fall <laughs> <laughs> or you could take the bathroom it's playing god it's a god complex is it half like, I want to pretend like I'm running a business, but also I want to know what it's like to see humanity burn yeah, in the context of a theme park. <laughs> and that's the, but that guy knew that. That's why he, he gave you the option to kill people oh, yeah. at your park and also have them cover your, uh, 
park with vomit. Yeah, and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are that's dirty the, little creatures. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the fucked up part, man. No matter how many trash cans and bathrooms you build. People are still just going to puke right on the sidewalk all the time. (laughs) And then if you don't hire enough little maintenance people, it'll just stay there. And then your rating goes down. And you get that little doot-doot. And then the text comes up that's like, oh, too much puke on the sidewalk. Got to get your handyman over there. Too much trash. I've been playing this game. um, It's 2.33 my time now. I've been playing this game since about nine Mm -hmm. um, until we started recording. Oh, nice. On what platform? Oh, nice. They did a re-release on Steam. It's like 15 bucks. That's like Tycoon 1 and 2 remastered. That's that's great because guess what? They just put it out for the Switch, baby. Do they really get it on there? Am I going to go home and download this now? I really like the game. This is this would eat up hours of my time as a kid. So mm-hmm. I'm honestly thinking, like, am I going to go home and download this and regret it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah, it's um, it, speaking to the God complex for a second. Yeah, I think with all these tycoon games, there is kind of like two paths that you have to try out. And one is to make a nightmare palace. Mm-hmm. And that's always palace. Fun. Yeah. Like, just like like have like there are all sorts of horrible things you can do like uh, and but there's like the management system it kind of is what allows you to do that. Like there's different types of managers. You have to hire like security to like mm-hmm. patrol your park or hooligans will take your yeah, park you're over. Hooligans. So if you don't hire any security guards, you can just have a park overrun by hooligans. Which, which are presumably like me at 15 kids who like want to smoke <laughs> Cigarettes and ride the rides without having to get back in line. Which, if anyone, uh, if anyone knows that what it, that in real life is the Six Flags here in L.A. That is oh, the six, for, yeah, that is sure. run by hooligans. <laughs> oh, sick! I'm gonna go there. It, it feels like the Wild West. Santa Clarita. Yeah, Santa Clarita. That's where it's at, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh man, that place. Like you, like look around. And you're like, what? Is anyone working this corner of the park? <laughs> and the answer is no. It's just Lord of the Flies of theme parks. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there's like pig heads <laughs> everywhere. Um, but yeah. So then you can also you have to get janitors or like all of the trash will pile mm-hmm. up. Plus the puke. And then the puke is just like a natural occurrence from the roller coasters. Uh, but if you make your ride even more thrilling, they'll yeah. puke more. Well, that's it. So, that's, so we, we can get back to the palace strategies stops. in a second. But one of my favorite things about this game that you're kind of touching on is that when you were designing your own roller coaster, which, oh, by the way, would take like hours to get right. Designing yeah. your own like because cool, it's physics because it's physics and like also it, there's all these different money. money and all these other different variables including like you want to make it maximum thrilling but if it's thrilling mm-hmm. in the wrong ways the wrong times it'll make people sick so it's like balance excitement with yeah. making people sick with like people want to, and it's like for its time it was like a really advanced amount of like thinking about a thing like I remember right. being ten and being like. I don't know. I play Warcraft and I'm just like, build me a dragon and send it to the bad guys. But this time I'm like, I just sit here and figure out how to not make these guys puke. This is like yeah. a crazy type of puzzle solving that I really liked. And then you could reverse that and be like, I'm trying to figure out how to make as many of these guys puke as I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how you build a nightmare palace and spirally sidewalks. <laughs> Spiral. Yeah. Well, because if, if you made it too intense and you added too much crazy shit, your uh, like your uh, roller coaster train could just fly off the tracks like while, mm-hmm. it, while it's going. Yeah, and, and that was another thing is you could just, yeah. And then you wouldn't win the award for a safest park in the country. Uh, oh, right. You would win awards. <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. win any awards this morning? As safest you were park. Playing? <laughs> <laughs> 
Safe, safest. Which, which as an adult is like the fun achievement. My park is the safest. And oh like as God. a kid, we're like, my park is the most puke. Yeah, well, I was trying, you know, I was just trying to burn through levels to see what they were, the different ones were like. Yeah. Um, now, uh, you said, speaking of levels, um, one one thing that I don't like about this original one, I don't know if they updated it in the one you played, but that there was only like a campaign. There wasn't like an open world, just do whatever mm-hmm. you wanted. Like you could only play the levels of yeah. the original one. So you could really only play like with the land they gave you per level and like the the guidelines they set out and there was no like open free mode of just like do anything right um you could you could have like lower couldn't you have like um carousels and stuff like that yeah Yeah. that was that was another cool thing is like the attention to detail with the rides like there was a large variety of rides that you could do like they definitely spent a lot of time like just going to theme parks and like all the different kinds of stuff and you could like theme them the fact that you do theming like you'd make like yeah. a roman themed roller coaster or like an yeah. egypt one or outer space or like race cars or yeah. the movie cars like there it, that was so much fun it would be so cool it was so much fun to like make a park and be like i'm making an egypt themed roller coaster park today yeah yeah and like putting like weird obelisks all over the place um, I really like theme park design. It's like a thing that I'm very into. It's one of my deep nerd hobbies. And mm-hmm. so this game always like always appealed to me for, as a kid. And then I have kept playing it on and off forever because it's just so much fun to like make a perfect park. And in in a weird way, I think the reason why I liked it so much, too, it's like I said, be, having being uh, being nervous about roller coasters as a kid, but also just crowds like I hated going <laughs> to theme parks technically in general because of crowds. I'm still that way. So it is like that. <laughs> I can have this without being around people. Yeah, from a bird's like eye I perspective. said, big indoor kid. <laughs> no, I, I definitely feel that. I think a lot of games, and this one definitely is one of them, like allows you to like, approximate the experience of a cool thing without a lot of the bad shit. Like I also hate crowds mm-hmm. and I hate a lot of amusement park smells and it gets so hot and it's yeah. gross <laughs> and it's terrible. But you can sort of approximate that in a certain way just by playing this game, which is so cool unless you just imagine it and name everything funny names. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think for what a lot of kids who uh, like me, it was like uh, they were obsessed with theme parks and obsessed with going on roller coasters. But like, unless you're like a super rich kid, you might go like once a right. year at most, if not. So like, getting this like kind of like slice of feeling because like when you're playing the game, you do feel like you're at a theme park with like the sounds of like a roller coaster going by with people screaming and just like these little noises and just like kind of existing in it. It was like a chance to feel like you're going back to like a. Theme theme park again even if you couldn't afford to go to it a lot you know we didn't have season passes i don't think it's insanely good so when you Cordy, when you play this game Uh were you big invested in trying to make like the biggest baddest coolest roller coaster and theme park or like what was your what was your like uh what I totally forgot the phrase. What I was your driving mind. motivation? Like, well, because at the time too, I was also doing a lot of Sim City, sure, and then playing mm-hmm. The Sims. I think I was so focused from like a design element of I like just having like a a nice cohesive looking park, just like visually like through that I got straight to, lines. Yeah, I got paths. to play like designer. Yeah, was like the most, and I was like, here's my this is my food court area, and I would try to make <laughs> that look a lot. Yeah, oh, it's so nerdy. It's like the <laughs> no, it makes it makes thinking about those decisions like fun. Yeah. It's like oh, like they're gonna need bathrooms, and and you had to make a lot of decisions based on this really fun feature that was 
as the tycoon owner, you can yeah. like read the tycoon. minds of the park people. So like there's this list you pull up mm-hmm. where you could see what people were thinking. I don't know how Mr. Tycoon yeah. knows this. I want to talk about this. It's true. I love that it was called Tycoon of all things too. <laughs> you, Not yeah. just like roller coaster park. They're like, no, you're going to be an old timey. Yeah. Oh, you're going to run an empire this. of roller coasters yeah. and none of you're them will pay tycoon. taxes appropriately. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be roller coaster heiress. Where's that? Where's that video <laughs> game? Like, you sit around and like get residual yeah. checks and just party trash and I get drunk at the at the park you just have theme free park access bar. to all the theme parks <laughs> and like roller coaster heiress. <laughs> okay, we were talking about uh, the reading of the minds. Yeah, the so, reading of the minds. Uh, so like. <laughs> That's crazy to me. It, I mean, it makes sense, right? You can't do the game without like having some way to interact with the customers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I love the idea that like, yeah, I have like a Cerebro or something from the X-Men mm-hmm. where you can just sit in the chair and read everyone. Like, yeah, the mechanics of that are never explained or dealt. Like, that's what I like about the game is it doesn't try to explain like, oh, you're using a fun robot to read their minds. It's just like, this is the world you live in where you can just read everyone's mind once they step through the walls of your park. Right. Because, oh, I forgot about that. Because you could like, you could click on people. Yeah. And it would say like what they did, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And if they're and like hungry their, their, or their nauseous, of, yeah. Or you could oh, click I gotta on. Put another burger stand. Oh. I got to put another ice cream stand. Yeah. You could click on a park <laughs> overview thought list, and it would show you everyone who's thinking like, yeah. oh, "I'm hungry," or "That was yeah. a fun ride." And honestly, yeah. guys, it was stressful. For yeah. Me. Like, like, like. Let's not forget. Like, this game at times is like stressful for a child. You had to hire <laughs> like, so much you hire janitorial so, like, staff. Yeah. All some things about like employment and wages and trying to juggle all of it. And like, as a young kid, I got I got stressed out by some of the, some of the levels. Well, it's pretty tough because you have to like juggle. Like, you want to keep up your park level and the number of people coming in, which means building new rides. But like, mm-hmm. you can't build a new ride until you have enough cash flow to sustain the ride. Yeah. So it's so all about like timing the- and like adding people at the right moment. How did difficult was it for you at your age now like this morning um, the first two i beat pretty easily the third level i actually didn't beat the first time i think yeah, I, that's that's crazy i think i could have if i'd read the directions right yeah but i read them wrong but i still did fuck it up and like even so even that one when i thought i was doing it right was like a pretty close call right like it's not easy to just like time because people get bored of your rides and you only have so much space to put them in so if you like shoot your load on a big ride at the wrong time you'll get bored of it fast you've like cost mm-hmm. yourself a bunch of chances to like spice up your park and they'll fuck you up mm. and then all your burger stand employees call in sick we don't go over things like that you know workers comp crushing the unions <laughs> yeah, it's yeah true. the union of janitorial staff <laughs> at theme park that is if i mean if we're gonna get if we're gonna get a communist about it that is the fundamental problem with all the tycoon games is that they uh don't imagine the actual labor of the things inside them yeah Um, And they're just like, you have a roller coaster now. And uh, these people (laughs) work here. These people just show up. They they, never leave. Yeah, Yeah. and they do their job. Um, Which is, you know, like a perfect (laughs) sort of... complaint. uh, Like neoliberal, (laughs) late capital way of imagining the world. But, um, you know... I'm going to make SeaWorld Tycoon today. Um, wow. You're going to learn how to do anything with coding today, Griffin? <laughs> I heard it's really easy. Hey, wait, is I there saw a- Phil posting about how making video games is easy. <laughs> oh, good face. <laughs> <laughs> a good fra- face directed at friend of the pod, Phil. He watched a lot of videos on it and then made things move around. I'm very That's proud great. of them. I'm proud of them. That was, I, don't I saw know, the there's... video and I was truthfully, unsarcastically inspired. And Lux, I think I'm going to make this video game. If you want to learn how to make uh, games, there's a thing called Stencil that I use sometimes when I'm trying to learn how to make games. It's very good. I just never finished the project. Hmm. Just so you know. That sounds right. <laughs> I made I a Space still... Invaders in it and I made it so that when you shoot them, <gasps> they turn into hamburgers. 
and then you shoot the hamburgers, they disappear, and they say, "Stay on your diet, nerd." Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Um, it's which just is coding, coding in the stock market are just two things I'll never understand. Though. Yeah, I should make so, that my twenty nineteen. The thing is, goal. they're so similar, though, that like if you learned one, I think it would naturally segue. I into actually the other. think Griffin, it, in many oh, ways, they just are like Spanish truly and French. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> one <laughs> is one is mostly random, and the other one functions on a very specific set of never changing rules. It's like Latin and jazz. <laughs> it's more like counting and running insofar as they have nothing to do with each other and, and they can't do them at the same time. Skill sets. One's run by suits and the other's run by anarchists. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's how you put it. Uh, Coders, the notorious anarchists of the, of the industrial, of the modern industrial complex. I, I've seen hackers. Oh. That's all I have. I mean, let's be real. I'll be honest with you, I have a hacker sticker on my computer. It says hack the planet. Yeah. <laughs> it says oh, hack yeah. the planet right below the Apple logo is, on my MacBook. Is that the, um, is that a Brad Albright? Um, is it like a neon floppy disk sticker? Um, let me look mm. at it. Let's check. Uh, sort of, yeah. Did Whoa. It, do you have a poster of that came with it? No. They got okay, these. These are from a friend's birthday party. Oh, that's funny. Courtney was about to be so cool that she was going to know the sticker on your laptop. Yeah. The well, ultimate level of cool. We Especially forgot we're to talking say about that I. Film hackers featuring good dudes with code names like Acid Burn. <laughs> well, look up. There's this artist, Brad Albright, and he does these like 3D prints. And there's one he, a really cool one he did of hackers. It says Hack the Planet. And it comes with like a sticker that goes with we'll, it. We sell it at the art gallery I now work at. <laughs> well, definitely we'll check that out because Hackers is truly amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of hacking, though, there are a lot of different ways to hack and manipulate the systems within Roller Coaster Tycoon. And they. Mm-hmm. I'm standing over Okay, yeah. Oh, oh no! And innovation. Oh, cheat, yeah. cheat codes. And, so they're like, and we talked about a few of them, right? Like you could, you could drop out a walking path and just watch people die. You could. Yeah. Um, just close their eyes and make people like just walk around. People would come in the park, just walk around. You'd close their eyes and you'd reopen them. They'd run around. Like, oh, we're back to the nightmare factory. That's what we're talking about. There's like hack the the systems and make just weird stuff happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that Roller Coaster Tycoon did it well, but one did it a little bit better and that's Zoo Tycoon. And I feel like... I loved Zoo Tycoon. Yeah. And I think that the thing that Zoo Tycoon was even a better nightmare factory because you could like unleash the tigers on people and stuff like that and like drop people in the tanks and stuff. And the art was way better because that one was a couple yeah. years later so like mm-hmm. the design of it was so much nicer yeah. and yeah you could visually make your park way more fun and then yeah I oh god I loved Zoo Tycoon now, do I recall too. correctly that there was also around the time of Zoo Tycoon a, a game called Dinosaur Tycoon <gasps> I I mean I don't doubt in which you it, ran a dinosaur park you? I'm gonna yeah I'm hitting this right now because I have very distinct memories of that game now that we're talking about it and that's really uh, how are you a dinosaur tycoon though it's sort of like a you know it's a fucking Okay. I Dino, invented it's Dino, Dino, Park, Dino, Park, Dino tycoon. Park Tycoon. Oh, Dino Park Tycoon. I want to be a dinosaur. It basically looks like you have, you have dinosaurs oh, and unrealistic looking that's pretty, fences. It's like <laughs> it looks pretty underwhelming. Really and Sims. And you, you breed them. Really like first generation Sim City. Um, uh, yeah. Well, they, um, have it, they have it on Classic Reload, so I think your boy's going to play a little Dino Park Tycoon after this. Um, <laughs> now, uh, one tycoon. thing I want to talk about uh, that I had to mention about this game is that sometimes like the interface is frustrating. Oh, it's a like, fucking awful. Like, mm-hmm. I, I remember there being like, sometimes there's so many like different menu pop-ups on your screen that are hard to navigate. And then also like, if you just wanted to like clear a forest, it took forever to do like all the Oh, because you had to do it by yeah, square. By square. And that sometimes like that became like tedious, especially when you had to kind of like 
rinse, repeat, and start all over each level. And like, I feel like it would have been less tedious if I had to do it like once. And then I got to like keep that part. Like it would have been less tedious to deforest a real forest. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> honestly, I, yeah, I would have preferred. At least I would have a little risk trees. <laughs> Plus you what might actually rush. find a fern gully. Yeah. Yeah. What if you actually chopped down a fern gully building your roller coaster tycoon theme park? For the <laughs> trees in the game the just fairies, The fairies just emerge. Then I would have inspired an animated film, right? <laughs> Dang, you really thought that was going to land in a major way. It was like, are we existing? So we're existing in, in a fictional world where Fern Gully does not exist yet. Well, I mean, where Fern Gullies are real, we make an animated movie every single time anyone fucks up a Fern Gully. Fern Gullies are real. The Fern Gully doesn't survive, right? I can't remember, man. The only fantasy movie I've been thinking about recently is Watership Down. Oh, yeah. I saw that's on Netflix. I can't believe someone made again an animated is yeah. it the old one or the is there no, a new it's one? new it's, it's like an new animated version. it's um it's not bad i watch it all <laughs> they made it they made an old one that was very sad the old one's not super sad the old one's the old one's about as sad as the book is the old one's also just really brutal and it's way more brutal than the book is yeah it has a lot more it's like, like the 70s yeah i yeah, remember it being uncomfortable to watch yeah i watched it with my dad and i was like six and much metal. Like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of these stories on here where it was like I watched an inappropriately violent thing with my dad when I was six, which I think is very yeah. telling um, about me of, and my dad. But a lot of movies that came from books that were made in the 70s were pretty much literal and kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah, this one actually covers more of the book than the movie from the 70s does, the new mm. Netflix one does. It's just, it's good in almost every way, except that they, speaking of video games, which is what we are supposed to do, um, the animation of movement on that show looks like a fucking PS2 game. Oh, wow. It's really, truly awful. Um, a garbage can, if you will. A garbage I can't can, bring like, myself to read it, or to read it, to watch it, only because it's a book from high school, mandatory reading. <laughs> so I'm like, don't get, but t- please talk about the bunnies. Well, I apologize. At the time, you know, just at the time that you were reading it, you were thinking I'd rather be playing Roller Coaster Tycoon, which is so pretty. <laughs> which is what we should be talking yeah, I mean, about. I'm really, I'm really good time. getting us back to the topic after I derail us horrifically. Um, but, uh, Courtney, I want to ask one thing. Do you have any uh, final thoughts before we go to our commercial break about this game? Any last things we had to mention about it? Mm. I remember playing um, Roller Coaster Tycoon as well as The Sims, uh, listening to my CD Walkman of Sum 41. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and that's how I knew how much time had gone by when I would finish the CD. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't plugged into my computer because I had the disc in there for the game. Right. I had my CD Walkman on, on like my desk. Amazing. So just, just to give that time, time and and space. (laughs) Did you ever name any of your roller coasters, anything weird? You know, I'm sure I did. I don't remember. Word. I I watched a, I watched a (laughs) review. That was for an answer. Yeah, probably. You know, I don't, I, I I have a couple, but I, you know, it's not fun if I just list a couple weird words I made up as a child. I was too drunk at 12 to remember all of them. I watched a YouTube reviewer guide today that was like, you can name, like it was, it's like a really old review for like the original and says, weird guys like, you can name all of your rides really funny things. I, I highly enjoyed naming my park. This park will give you AIDS. <laughs> Whoa! He just like said it in a very weird way. Fucking edge lord. Yeah, mine, mine always park. just like 
Egg Boys Escape or something. Like <laughs> Egg really, Boys Escape. Yeah. There's like really goofy like anime episode titles. Nice. Uh, well, uh, Lux, uh, we've done a lot of thinking about this game and we're going to go and rate it. But first, we got to cut to a little commercial break. So we'll see y'all in a second. Bye. Uh, hey, Game Boys Nation. Uh, Lux and Griffin here. Hey, everyone. We're selling tampons. Uh, this, there's no joke here. They're just like a necessary device. Yeah, no, people need them, and we need to sell them because we need that ad revenue. Yeah, so go to tampons.com, put in the promo code GAMEBOYS, and uh, you're going to get a free tampon. And this is what it's like when two people who know a lot about tampons tell you to buy them, because this is a very detailed explanation of what you should do and why. Thanks for listening, everyone. Tampon Tycoon. Welcome back to the Game Boys Podcast. I'm still your host. I'm still Lux, your host is still Griffin Davis, and your guest is still Courtney Page Barnett, and we are still talking about Roller Coaster Tycoon, but now is a part of the, the show where we rate that game, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. So here's how it works. We talk about the game, give our final thoughts about it, and then give a rating on a scale from one to five joysticks about how good a game you think it is. And Courtney, because you are our guest, you get to go first. R- rating Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, I think I just flew a boogie in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Me. it's good that you're getting. That yeah. was a roller coaster. That was just like that was one of my park patrons just ejecting, <laughs> ejecting off my my coast, my coaster. Um, you know, okay, going off middle school Courtney's version of Roller Coaster Tycoon. Mm-hmm. I don't. I guess I would. I would give it like a seven out of ten. I could have sure. done a lot more. So, so it's a like three and a half out of five. A three point five out of five. Five, yeah. That- oh, okay. Oh, we're doing out of five. Out of five, yeah. Yeah, th- yeah, three, three and a half out of five. five. Yeah, nice. Sure, because there was there were just moments of my god complex where, um, yeah, I wish I could have done more, and why I transitioned to Zoo Tycoon. Yeah, that's yeah. My- that's how you amp, yeah. That's how you amp <laughs> up the. Like, well, this art's just way better, but that's also just knocking like the early two thousands. The guy couldn't do a lot. Also, I was very confused. Um, I didn't know until we mentioned that he was Scottish or like when I was reading earlier that he was Scottish because they called lines cues in the game. Yes. Oh, yes. Which as a preteen, very American child, I was like, what the fuck is quev? Yeah. What is this? (laughs) Like I had no idea what the word was. And um, yeah, um, nice, uh, nice branding your stupid American market. Or, or more nice, like, Hasbro released the game. Nice localization from their company. I'm just saying, like, it's for not kids. good. <laughs> I was confused. I was very confused. That's fair. Um, and that's actually why I give it the same rating at three and a half. Because I was confused, not just because of Q, but because of the entire <laughs> layout of the goddamn... Yes. Man, user, how you build fucking anything? It has to it be took said, me Lux. Forever to, to figure out how to put food to like reacquaint myself, like how to put a hamburger stand down, or like the difference between the queue and the walkways. Yeah, and just like it probably took me about twenty minutes just fucking around in the game before I even like kind of understood how to build a park again. Yep, and right. it was just so annoying. And I kept clicking the wrong things, or kept like creating accidentally like fifty-five windows that would block the whole screen. I couldn't <laughs> see anything. And it was just like a true fucking nightmare. So it was fun once it gets rolling, but there's so much about right. it that's just like not good UI interface or game design stuff. And it's like, ugh. but it's during a half because it's so fucking fun to build shit and make a fun operating park. I completely agree. And that's why I'm going to come in very similarly, guys, because, you know, I talked about reading their minds earlier mm-hmm. and just it was so stressful to fail these people. 
these hungry citizens, these sick people, all the trash. I mean, there's times where you walk away and you're just like, I'm a bad person and I cannot run a park. And uh, part of that was because the interface was kind of confusing and hard to deal with. Um, but for its time, man, like the the inspiration, the vision, it like brought kids like back to theme parks in some way so they could keep on engaging with them uh, even when they weren't going to amusement parks. I definitely, that was definitely what I was doing, you know, when I couldn't go to Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm or whatever. (laughs) I would have built my own Disneyland. uh, But because of the interface stuff, it's a 3.5 as well. I think we all agree. Unanimous. Unanimous. Felt like it's solid unanimous. And I think that, like, there's better versions of it now, right? That they've, like, fixed yeah, all I mean, that for stuff. Sure. I like the one that I have, the Roller Coaster <clears throat> Classic, which is, like, the remaster yeah. of one and two. Yeah. But it's still, like, pretty far from perfect. Mm-hmm. I like that my complaint was Q. <laughs> that, which is a that, was a good, that was a much better, more yeah. specific complaint. Mine was just that it generally made me upset. It made me think that that's what those bricks were called. It wasn't until I think I watched like a, a British show. I was like, oh, is that what that word from Roller Coaster Tycoon is? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that wraps up the rating part of the show. Now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Man, Taylor had a segment. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the segment segments where Griffin and I make up games based on stuff. And we call them segments. But I think, Griffin, you've had a busy week with just me this week, correct? Yes, sir. That means this week we are playing everybody's favorite game about analingus. It's another round of <laughs> Do They wow. Eat Ass? <laughs> Um, this game is the one where I choose three what characters in fiction. Time? What's oh, the word? Here. Uh, we choose three characters in fiction who are somehow related, and we decide whether or not each of them eats ass. Well, you guys can decide this, whether it's through combative conflict or collaborative conversation. We'll decide together. But uh, your options this week are Willy Wonka, the Wizard of Oz. And the man himself, Walt Disney. Oh, man. Three amusement park owners. Mm-hmm. They're oh. kind of similar. Kind of. What was the Which? second one again? The Wizard of Oz. That one's a real stretch. Because, yeah, I mean, Oz is he makes the He makes a town, though. He makes an Oz. I guess you could have done Snoopy from Knott's Berry Farm, or you could have done... Uh, you could have done the weird uh, bald guy from the commercials for Six yeah, Flags. Of course. Oh, of course. I that's easy. I hated that. It's not... Yeah, no. <laughs> See, in my <laughs> roller coaster tycoon <laughs> lands, I never would have marketed that way. Yeah, what is that marketing like? Uh, most people, most people go for like a fun mascot. Oh, what if we just do like a weird bald guy who like gets kids into his bus and then uh, dances at them? What a nightmare! Very good, but let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, pop. Guess, guess which one would eat ass? Let's well, start. of those three, do we go through each one of them and decide do they or do they not eat ass? Oh, so yeah. we'll start with Walt Disney, actually, is the first in alphabetical order. That's okay. crazy. Sure. Uh, no. No. Yeah, totally no. He's a gross, weird uh, no. anti-Semite. Uh, and he's just, he's a man from the 50s. From, yeah. Or from, you know. Yeah. Well, now that he was born in 19. You know, he was frozen in the 50s, and he's 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 only been thawed out a few times and not long enough to get woke. No one's well, in like, that. Even, no one's, he was like conservative and shitty for his time even yeah yeah, yeah no yeah. women of that time were properly pleased yeah. sexually so, zero so. <laughs> there actually yeah there hadn't been an orgasm a female orgasm until like 2013 i think that well, was f- that's that's what was in the history books yeah, yeah. the british accidentally <laughs> invented it in the 1880s but they thought they were doing medicine right right, 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 right. but then they like didn't talk about it for a long time because yeah, they thought it was they invented bad. the vibrator and they were like this will make women less crazy and it worked because they didn't because they got to have <laughs> orgasm anyways we can get into this another time somewhere else. We're all stressed. Um. Anyways, 
Next on the list. That was is, a really easy no. Like sometimes like there's it's a little combative and like someone likes to give someone no. benefit of the doubt. This, I think this is the first no benefit of the doubt. No, yeah. we've had. Willy Wonka, the chocolatier himself. Does yeah. he eat ass? Yes. <laughs> I guess when you say chocolatier, it does make it a little simpler, huh? <laughs> yeah, chocolatier, butletier. I I think I think it's a yeah. yes, but despite I I mean, well, here's the thing. Uh, I think it's like there's a Johnny Depp performance of this character, and then there's a Gene Wilder performance of this character. I only ever picture Gene Wilder. Me yeah, too, I was right? I was I mean, not engaging the Johnny Depp. Okay, one. <laughs> then I think I can say yes to the Gene Wilder character, even though it just seems like he's very lonely in there. Mm-hmm. Right. This is me. My question. Whose ass does he eat? That's my thing. And then that that opens a door. I don't even know if I want to try. Oh, it's not about like whose. It's just like if given the opportunity, he would. He's full of whimsy. He's pretty low. He's like, he's a sexually liberated man. The Johnny Depp one is a pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) That's extremely true. Courtney, you're kind of seeing the source code of the eating ass game because the core of it is that it's like a sort of theoretical ethical question rather than like Uh a practical one. Right. No, I think there's a lot of ethics to what people do are willing to do in bed. Like, yeah. There. No, for <laughs> sure. You just like sort of saw right through the facade of the game and you were like, ah, Walt Disney's bad. Willy Wonka's good. Does not eat ass, does eat ass. You kind of right. saw straight to the, right. which is totally good. Well, he waited to be a perceptive way. It's ways. like when we found out DJ Khaled doesn't go down on his wife. You're like, oh, this all makes sense. This is you are a narcissist. You're, yeah, I know. No wonder you keep having to spell the phrase we the best. Yeah. Khaled. Um, spell it. He does that all the time. Um, uh, and last but not least, and probably least easy, the Wizard of Oz. Does the Wizard of Oz eat ass? So this is the guy that hides behind the curtain? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like the lame dude. The man about whom you're told not to worry. <laughs> the one behind the curtain. Right. <sighs> only say no because I don't think he would find himself with a partner where they would in they would consider that a part of their intimacy. You mean yeah, like he'd sort of uh just like an old timiness or just kind of his way? His way in the old time. Well, just, most just, mostly his way. He's a little like he's a little imperious and, and sort of t- uh, like a high strong. Some people just don't explore. I've never eaten ass. Have I supposed to have? Should I have done that this whole time? Oh, I didn't. Did you, know. I, you, did, did you not read my know. email about when I booked you? <laughs> I d- oh, okay. I mean, I do a little finger, but I've never licked a butthole. So, um, well, don't judge me. Well, too late. Oh, I'm, I'm just See, kidding. This, this is the danger of this game, uh, Lux. Look, I play a dangerous game. The most dangerous <laughs> game of all, man. Um, but uh, I'm going to say. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Um, I think it probably is no. And that means we are done with this game, which means we are done with the game segment. We're just doing the one this week, which means that we are done with the show, except for the part where, Courtney, you've been a wonderful guest, and you could please oh, tell our, guests, our listeners where they could find more of you, because I'm 100% sure they will want to. Plugs. Oh, where can they find more of me? Plugs. Yeah. Uh, on the streets of L.A., screaming at children. <laughs> <laughs> Number <Good plug>. one. <laughs> Um, oh, my, my Twitter and Instagram are at Open Barnett. Um, it is a pun. <laughs> Thank you. That's true. <laughs> I have stuff on YouTube. Yeah, and uh, always writing for Reductress and Hard Times and uh, Bunny Ears. Um, and yeah, 
I mostly tweet complaints about my mom. And now she's uh, she's uh, d- done an ultimate life achievement. She's running an, a new art gallery. It's not Wait. new. I, it, well, well, it's, it's new, new to for me. you. It's new to me. I'm now a manager. Yeah, it's of like pop, NBC a, used to say. If you haven't yeah, seen yeah, it, it's yeah, new yeah. to you. Oh, God. <laughs> now, that's good marketing. Um, Sounds Awful. It is a pop culture uh, inspired uh, art gallery called Gallery 1988. Yeah, and they trust me with the keys to the place. So, well, hell yeah! <laughs> so go check out our go check out Gallery 1988. Go check out mm-hmm. our and Hard Times. Go check, check out, out the keys the maker. Yeah, oh, <laughs> go look at the cool keys. I'm not going to the today's my Saturday. Art <laughs> gallery because art galleries aren't open on Mondays. Neither is the bagel place near my house that sells the good cream cheese. Uh, um, do they sell art in there? I mean. Depends how you think Probably. about bagels. <laughs> when food places aren't open on certain days, I'm like, what the fuck? Tragic. Like, yeah. The fuck is Shut them down. Sorry. Dog. Lux try and talk. I bet I know what you're going to say. Let's oh, say it anyway. Game Boys Pod on Instagram. Slide into our DMs and we'll read uh, your DMs on the show. I don't have a DM uh, today. Oh, no. My DMs are dry for Game Boys Pod. Uh, and then also Griffin P. Davis on Twitter. <gasps> All right. And then I'm just going to tell you guys to please right. like. I have, a, I have a P middle name as well. Peter. Patrick. Patrick. It's true. But now's the part where I tell you to please uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the show, and please tell your friends about it. The more people who give us a five star review and leave a uh, give us a five star rating rather and leave a review, the more people get to see the show. If you tell your friends, more people listen to it. The more people who listen, the more cool stuff that we'll get to do, and more stuff that we can include in the show. And that's very, very nice for you and for us. We have a review from. <gasps> oh no. A review. This one's uh, from Filmaholic333, who says, Game Boy Rules. I'm a huge <gasps> gamer. I listen to this podcast. It's great. Oh, Hell yeah. What a so, great... I, and so, thank you for not singling Lux out and saying he's great. I hope that's someone you know, someone's that's 11-year-old one. nephew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my... The best one is still the one that, where the guy said that I'm great, and that the Hunter... Where you name-checked me and Hunter Edwards, but not Griffin in the review. <laughs> that's still should, my favorite review of all time. Um, but that's going to do it for an amazing episode. <clears throat> so this has been the Game Boys Podcast. My name is Lux. I'm your host. Your host is Griffin Davis. Your guest is Courtney Page Barnett. Your editor is Haley Clement. Your international music is by Matthew Morton. And your art is by Brittany Metz. Goodbye, Internet. We love you very much. Wow, bye-bye. Roller coaster tycoon. Tycoon is like a roller coaster, baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs>